Welcome to Advancing PM&R, a podcast from the American Academy of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, hosted by Dr. Michelle Gittler and Dr. Prakash Jayabalan. Hello and welcome to Advancing PM&R. Welcome to our listeners. Hello, Michelle. Great to see you again. We're in person at the annual assembly. Hip to hip. Hip to hip. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting. Having a wonderful time here in New Orleans. And we have a very special guest speaker today. We have a really special guest for me. I am beyond delighted to introduce DJ Kennedy to everybody. DJ, I have known you your entire professional career. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, DJ, for those of you who don't know, is our incoming president of the Academy. I think just a matter of hours now, DJ. Uh, Dr. Flanagan <laughs> keeps counting down the hours, and I don't know if he's threatening or congratulating, but he is counting down the hours. It's both. Yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> As a recap, DJ, you did your training in Seattle. You did your fellowship in Chicago. You dual boarded in PM&R and in sports, and I, my recollection when I met you as a baby, you were lecturing around the world, literally nonstop related to spine issues. And you've now become chair, a baby chair <laughs> of Vanderbilt and have built some incredible things at Vanderbilt in just two or three years now, I think, through the thing we call a pandemic. Time, time flies. It's actually been six now. <laughs> I, Is I, it really? It's oh been my six God. years. Time flies. The pandemic actually cut those three years where none of us remember. And I also had a baby at the beginning. So I remember I that. really <laughs> am a fog of the last few years. I, time has, has never been my strong suit, but it's gotten worse. And this is going to give all of our members an opportunity to get to know who you are and not just some guy in a boardroom. And so I think what we'd like, in addition to, we've heard about your training, you've worked hard, you publish hard, you work with other people and collaborate hard, but maybe tell us just a few sentences about who DJ is before he gets into medical school. Sure. I'm a sixth generation from the Panhandle of Florida. I grew up in a log cabin house that we built. My parents still live in it. My mother was the breadwinner for the family. She was a high school science teacher. Went to a small high school. My entire county had one traffic light when I graduated high school. <laughs> Went off to college. I actually wanted to be a strength conditioning coach and did that for a number of years at Florida State University. Got bored, decided to go to med school, and the rest is history. I came into med school having never even heard of PM&R, and I was so fortunate to find that mentor and I am where I'm at now because of mentors and people like you, Michelle, people <laughs> have taken time, invested and be willing to help. And that is one of the great joys about this field. And one thing when I first started in PM&R, I was on MEC with you actually as one of the uh, at that time, the resident physician council. And I remember you being on MEC and you had so much passion for volunteerism at the academy. So tell us about you've had many different roles in the academy and what has the academy meant to you over all these years? You know, they are volunteer roles. So they are additional time that you're doing nights or weekends or travel. So they have to be something you enjoy. And to me, over those times, they are the things that rejuvenate me, regenerate me, make me feel energized. 
I was blessed to be put on me literally medical education committee to <laughs> not use the acronym, literally my first year out of fellowship. And I felt like an imposter and came in and just really took it on and tried to offer what I could. But as you're doing these things and, and you are advancing through and working, it allows you to think different, it allows you to pay it forward. And I've just said all the mentorship I received, this is a way to do it on a bigger scale, right? And how to contribute back. So I did, I volunteered in MEC. I ended up running maintenance of certification, went through the newly launched leader training in the academy. I think I was the inaugural class for that. Came out, was put on the board as a at-large member, and then was the inaugural chair for the inclusion and engagement committee, which was, so wonderful to come up with principles of inclusion and engagement to launch this just to make everyone feel as welcomed as I was in the academy, to let people find that home. And then was in the presidential line and now I'm in that. And I really look forward to continuing to contribute to PM&R in the academy for the next several decades. Ooh. So look forward <laughs> to it. Now from a 10,000 foot view of what's happening at the academy, down to us, people like us who aren't the presidential line. Tell me some of the ex exciting things that you think are going to be coming forward for the Academy and what we can look forward to as members of the Academy. Yeah, I think that the theme, where we're going, we want to be stronger, stronger physiatry. How does that start? Stronger physiatrist. And we have to focus on both. What does that mean? That means coming in with strong educational material. We can be the home. We are a diverse specialty. We have the power of the ampersand. My inpatient training, my brain injury training makes me better at everything I do. Spinal cord makes you better spine doctors. Knowing how to deal with a patient that uses a wheelchair and their shoulder problems makes you a better sports doctor. All of these things are related. So once you get that, the breadth of the specialty, then you start getting the depth. Mm -hmm. You start adding the advocacy in. You start doing all of these things and thinking about what is beneficial for both the members and the field is really, that's where we're going from a 10,000 foot view. DJ, one of the things that I love you describing right now is that even though you know, you're a sports and spine dude, you talk about navigating an individual with a shoulder problem, and that individual may have a other disability or not. And the recognition of the ampersand, it's an and. I'm wondering if you can maybe comment a little bit on what the Academy is trying to do to strengthen the and. Yeah, so doing a lot of things across the field, right? And one of them is this meeting. <laughs> I mean, this meeting is the biggest meeting of physiatrists coming together. And it really is a way to cross connect with people, right? We're doing all kinds of things to raise awareness. And one of the examples of the and, COVID hit. We had this new post-COVID long haulers that we took the lead on. We took a multi-society lead, but we were the recognized efforts. Why? because we're good at everything. We're the best, <laughs> right. we're the glue that binds people together. So we took that, we went with that. And from there, now we're getting more media interviews across the spectrum of PM&R. So in the last year, I've talked to multiple media outlets about back pain, about shoulder pain, all of these things. 
And it started with that recognition of long haulers, right? So if we would have just tried to go in and go to NPR and say, hey, we're the back pain experts, we're the, <laughs> we're the sports experts, we wouldn't have gotten there. It was because people recognized who we are and what we've done. And I think to date, 230 plus articles, 120 plus national media outlets, just in the last two years, just through the academy. Talk about building the ampersand, because these are not just long COVID. This is the spectrum of what we do. And to that point, and in some of the academy support that it provides to members, individual members, where do you see the academy could support individual members across the spectrum of private practice, academics, research? Where do you see that going? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> We support individual members. We consistently are lobbying and advocating on the Hill. You have to recognize that there are forces coming after us from pay cuts and not willing to do and trying to get between us and the patients we serve. So we are advocating for them. We're advocate, we're, we're launching new endeavors on individual training, ultrasound step programs, concussion step programs, the list goes on and on. Research, we've launched a registry. The Academy is spending a lot of money on a registry. Why? We need to show the value of what we do, what PMNR does to the world. And that's both specialty and individual. And through the registry, you can drill down to your individual results and programmatic, and you can start to say, wow, these are quality aspects we can do. So there's just so many things we're doing, and I know I'm just touching the iceberg here, because the Academy is huge and lots of things are happening. DJ, one of the wonderful things about being president and sometimes frustrating <laughs> things is, you know a lot of stuff that's going on in the background. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll use the word frustrated. You know, <laughs> I would get frustrated that people don't really know what's happening in the background, why it's important that actually there is an Academy that our members support. Yeah, and there's a lot of things happening. And we are so broad that people may feel they're well represented by other subspecialty organizations. And I am, I'm, I'm in subspecialty organizations and I don't think that's a bad thing, I don't. But I do know when other groups come after our ability as physiatrists to practice things that we are very well trained for, be it sports medicine, be it spine, be it concussion, any number of things, the group that is gonna advocate for a physiatrist is the academy, the end period. There is no other group that will advocate for every physiatrist to do what we're doing. And I think that's lost. So there are plenty of groups that will advocate about doing an epidural. But when you get into a local battle or you have a problem, that's the academy that's stepping up and doing it. So that's the big picture of what's different from the academy from other groups. Are there tons of things going on? Absolutely. Behind the scenes, all kinds of things. I'm really happy we have a collaboration with the board of PMNR now that you can present your step four maintenance of certification, the quality project as a poster here and get it accepted. Talk about ease, talk about win-win. You get to come to a great meeting next year in San Diego with Dr. Glockham Fleckham as our keynote I speaker. I love wow. that man. That's a, that's <laughs> I am stoked. We're gonna I'm have so a great stoked. time. So a uh, little shameless plug there, but you can also get your maintenance of certification done, right? It's one small touch point, right? It's one of the myriad of things that are happening across the academy for the benefit 
of physiatrist. And I really do think physiatrist first. I preach this. I am a subspecialist and I really see mostly spine. That's what I see in my practice. I will see anyone that comes in to see me, sometimes triaging them out to people that know a lot more than I do in other areas. But I'm a physiatric spine specialist. And you know what? That makes me better. I really believe that. Our physiatric sports specialists are better than other people. Uh, admittedly, very biased view, but we are good. <laughs> we have that background that really helps us. So I'm really excited to see everyone next year in San Diego. You can come in, you can get your maintenance certification done with a quality project and a poster. We'll have a great meeting. We're gonna have awesome time. It'll just be a bash. I am have a friendly rivalry growing with Dr. Flanagan. P doesn't know this yet, so keep it quiet just between us of which meeting gets more people, San Diego or New Orleans. And New Orleans is over 2,600 people, not including vendors. So around 3,000 people are here for this meeting. That's spectacular. Yeah, uh, San Diego is pretty spectacular. It's. I, I think I'm what's, liking it. What's riding on it? I, he doesn't know the bet's happening oh, yet. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, I, okay. I, I, I'm, 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 but <laughs> A he, double, I'm, triple I'm, secret I'm bet. Double, tri triple secret, but I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna lay the gauntlet down once I take over tomorrow. We'll lay the gauntlet down and see who we like can that. do. Yeah. DJ, I, I think you've been someone that many of us who are sports and spine physiatrists have looked up to for a decade. And you, you've just done just, I mean, you're someone that, that you're such a role model for so many of us. And one thing that I really want to know is now to get to know you as the person. And you were a very young chair. I mean, a chair in their 30s, yep. kind of unheard of at a major academic institution at Vanderbilt. So tell us about that transition and your ethos and philosophy as being a chair of such a fantastic department. Yeah, I've taken opportunities because I wanted to make a difference. And I may be partially ADD-ish. I need to keep moving and doing. And I was thrilled to take an opportunity at Vanderbilt. It was a new program that Walter Frontera, the inaugural chair, had laid a spectacular groundwork. And there were great people there. And I was thrilled to come in and help and recruit great people. That's what's making it great. It's getting these phenomenal people. And we have great people. We've quadrupled the size of our faculty. We pulled all of pain medicine under the umbrella. We pulled all of PT under the umbrella. We have great things happening. And I think to get there, you, you have to set a vision. And my vision is to be the top program in the nation. I know that's idealistic and going, but why not, right? And I think there are some great programs and it's not derogatory towards them, but I think we should be great. And we set that standard of excellence. We recruit people to do it because it's not the DJ and Kennedy show, it's Vanderbilt and I want that. And then to really have my leadership style has always been have a transparency of thought, allow people to know what you're thinking because if they know how you came to a decision and they feel that there are key pieces of information or a logical part I didn't know, they can then help me understand something. So not being dogmatic with my decisions and open to change. So if you really take that and you explain what you're thinking, why you're thinking, now I get a bunch of smart people that can <laughs> modify what I'm thinking and get us there and we're all rowing in the same direction. That's how success happens. What we're doing at Vanderbilt is what's happening in PM and R. And that's the cool thing. So I think Vanderbilt's representative of what's happening in the field. The field is starting to row together. We're having a registry, not just spine, stroke, 
right? Yeah. I mean, this is, we're rowing together and it's that physiatrist first. It's how do we row together and be stronger and be proud of who we are because I am very proud of my background. Do you sleep ever? <laughs> <laughs> well, not since I had kids. <laughs> so I do have two young kids and I always slept well, but not much. Now I sleep neither, not well or not much. I sleep more when I come to these national meetings because I get about four or five hours a night, which is really nice. <laughs> Well, DJ, I think what you've done is described what all of us need to do, which is to align ourselves and to hire for ourselves people that are better looking and smarter than we are. 100%. So <laughs> Every one of the people that I have the privilege of working with is superior. And that goes across PM&R. People yeah. have so many positives and it's lining up what they're having, what they're positive at with their job expectations and where they're going. And I'm thrilled with the people I'm working with and it's making a difference and it's making a difference nationally, but also to the people we serve in Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee did not have a residency program. We've graduated a whopping five classes and we are making a difference. I mean, it makes a huge difference in a very underserved area. We are thrilled that you took the time out of your schedule. I know what the schedule is like. <laughs> Hopefully you've gotten the four hours to sleep and maybe 15 minutes to go to the bathroom and wash your hands. <laughs> it's been great. It has been back-to-back -back meetings and watching Dr. Flanagan go through the day has been an inspiration. But again, I come away from these meetings more rejuvenated yeah. and it's interactions. I have lifelong friends from this. You are both examples of that. People that I have met professionally and it's like coming home and I define a friend as somebody that maybe I haven't seen in a while. You pick right up where you were, where you left off and you're great. And that's what I have. And I have that over and over and over here. It's like coming home. And to feel that every year, to know that I can come home and see the same people and get that, it just warms me. And I look forward to this all year long. Thank you again. And we're so excited for your presidential reign Perfect. of, uh, well, <laughs> of <thank> the AAPMNR. <laughs> and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to take this interview on. And also thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you, Michelle. And Prakash and DJ, finally, I'm not going to wish you good luck in the year ahead. I'm just going to wish that you keep your hand on that tiller and help us all <laughs> in a row in that same direction because we'll get a ton done. Right. And we look forward to future conversations and maybe we'll rope you in. <laughs> I, I would be thrilled to do that. I appreciate the invite. And again, I look forward to working with everyone as we collectively row to show the world how great PM&R is, because we are great and the world needs to know it. Oh, well, high five all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, DJ. And thank you so much to our listeners for listening in today. And we look forward to future conversations on advancing PM&R.